This episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Friday edition of the show. It's episode four this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to LOE on any podcast platform. It can be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com, whatever you use, Locked On Eagles is available five times a week, and it's not only Locked On Eagles. It's every NFL team, every NHL team, NBA team as well. Locked On Today, our national sports show. It's all available from the Locked On Podcast Network on any podcast platform. We have one more episode tomorrow. So again, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Birds at DBLCLOE. By the way, I also, I don't know, you know, depending on our demographic for who listens to the show, but if any of you guys use TikTok, I'm dipping my hands in on the TikTok game for Locked On Eagles. So if you use TikTok, I've been making some videos each day. And uh, so if you want to follow us there as well, I kind of became addicted to TikTok the past couple weeks. I didn't really understand it. I missed out on the whole Vine environment, the whole Vine culture a couple years ago, but I'm in on the TikTok game now. So if you want to follow us there, it's at Locked on Eagles. Coming up on today's edition of the show, now that I got all my shameless plugs out, I apologize for that, but got to do it. Um, Coming up on today's edition of the show, we're talking a lot about Carson Wentz, right? In the trade that still hasn't happened. Yesterday, we talked about the Chicago Bears being, I think, the favorite for Wentz, or at least the team that's willing to offer the most. The Indianapolis Colts also wanting Wentz, but maybe they're not as willing to offer as much as Chicago. The Eagles appear to still be holding out for at least a first round pick. You know, you talk about the Colts and the Bears. I think if you're going to put your money on a team, those two teams are the most likely to land him. But yesterday, me and Gino, we actually got into the betonline.ag odds for the next team of Carson Wentz. And we liked some, we talked about some dark horse candidates like the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers, and maybe even the San Francisco 49ers, some other teams that maybe we're not talking about. I made the comparison to Namdi Asamoah in 2011. We were always talking about Namdi going to either the Jets that year or the Cowboys because Philly had already traded for DRC. They had Asante Samuel. Nobody was thinking they were going to sign Namdi. Then the Eagles come from the top ropes and land Namdi. They were the mystery team that Adam Schefter reported. So maybe there's another team that's willing to offer more for Carson Wentz. Could it be Denver? Could it be Carolina? Those are two dark horse teams that I'm keeping a close eye on. For Wentz, that would be great for him. But also, I think for those teams to kind of speed up that rebuild that they have right now. Two very young but talented teams. So I sat down with Bill Rossetti of the Lockdown Panthers podcast in segment two. And then in segment three, I sat down with Lockdown Broncos host Cody Rourke to talk about the potential fit between Wentz and Denver, Wentz and Carolina, what kind of trade package could be done between those two teams, the Eagles, and then one of those teams, Denver or Carolina. So that's coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. We got to hit one quick break and then we'll get into our conversation with Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. You guys know I'm a big Panthers guy. I love what they're building in Carolina on offense and defense. And I'd be, I'm not going to lie, I'd be jealous if Carson Wentz got to go play for the Panthers. So we'll go see now what Bill thinks of that potential fit. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. 
Ladies and gentlemen, today's edition of Lockdown Eagles is sponsored by the best tasting protein bar out there. It's honestly a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar at Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, only 150 calories in every bar, 15 grams of protein. If you like the cookie dough chunk Built Bar, then you're going to love the coconut brownie chunk, which is a new flavor from Built Bar. You got dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better than that. I had it the other day. Not even a big coconut guy, but it might be my favorite one of the group. It's a limited time flavor. Get it today. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com to get 20% off your next order. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Lockdown Eagles podcast, a Friday edition of the show. Louis DiBiase here joining you on episode four or five. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to LOE on any podcast platform. So as I mentioned in segment one today, we are talking about as the trade still has not happened with the Colts or the Bears Could there be a dark horse team that suddenly jumps from the top ropes in on this action for quarterback Carson Wentz and trades for Carson maybe this week, next week, who knows when this trade is going to go down, but could there be other teams involved that are not the Chicago Bears or the Indianapolis Colts? We hinted at it a little bit yesterday on the show, so I brought in a couple different lockdown hosts today from teams that might be in on Carson Wentz, maybe some dark horse candidates. Joining me right now in segment two of this Friday edition of Lockdown Eagles, it's Lockdown Panthers host Bill Rossetti. Bill, what's up, man? Good to talk to you. The first time I think we've ever done a pod together because the Eagles and Panthers haven't played since that 2018 game where Cam Newton converts that fourth and 12. The birds made the playoffs that year still, but that game still bothers me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Definitely great to finally get a chance to talk with you. Yeah, I think uh, last time I did the crossover with the Eagles, it was still Kist and Solak. So yeah. I'm definitely excited to talk to you and uh, excited to talk to you next season when the, those two finally get together. So you know, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Bill. Thanks for coming on. So look, the Panthers offered, I mean, it's reported that they were in on Matt Stafford, maybe offering the eighth overall pick and maybe Teddy Bridgewater as well in a package. This team appeared to be in on the veteran quarterback market. Do you still believe that's the case? Did you believe that in the first place? Or do you think this team is more focused on the draft for the quarterback position with the eighth overall pick? Are they more interested in Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance? Like, where is this team's head at right now at quarterback? Yeah, I think now that uh, Matthew Stafford is off the table, I mean, I I know obviously there's people out there that would love to see them go after Deshaun Watson, but I think that's kind of a uh, a pipe dream at this point. I don't think the Panthers really have the the ammo that teams like the Dolphins and the Jets can come up with uh, to create a a big enough package to get Deshaun Watson. So I think this at this point, they're going to focus on the draft. Um, I do think they are going to be pretty aggressive, at least in their attempt to move up. You know, I could certainly see them moving up from saying like eight to three, maybe mm-hmm. swinging a deal with the, with the Dolphins to try to get up for really any of those guys. You know, right. whether it's Wilson, whether it's uh, Zach Wil- uh, Wilson, Justin Fields, or even Trey Lance. I think all three of them could certainly be in play. So yeah, I, I think the pan I expect the Panthers to definitely be players. Uh, when we get closer to the draft. Yeah, so Bill, look, they were interested in Matt Stafford, it sounds like, which is a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think they would be interested in trading for Carson Wentz if the price was right? I mean, look, this is a former MVP candidate, played at a very high level from 2017 to 2019. We all know how bad his 2020 was, but maybe Carolina thinks they get him back to where he was those three years before last year with the weapons they have and DJ Moore and um, Robbie Anderson if they re-sign Curtis Samuel. They might think maybe they get Wentz back to that level level in the NFC South could be up for grabs I mean where's your head at there with Carson and maybe his fit with Carolina I, I think it'd be interesting you know obviously coaching and play calling was a uh, a pretty big issue there in yep. Philadelphia and you know we know there was 
so many riffs <laughs> between <laughs> at, at so many levels. But it, it's something interesting to think about. It's kind of similar, I think, to when I talked about the the latest mock draft that Kyle Krabs had, in which the Panthers actually traded for Sam Darnold. My uh, you know my thought there is more like a career revival type thing. You know, it's you know a, a change of scenery obviously can do can sometimes do wonders for some sure. of these guys. And uh, you know, an offense like Carolina's with the way Joe Brady's spreading the ball out, and obviously they have a lot more playmakers, like like you mentioned, and it'd, it'd definitely be a big step up from what he had in Philadelphia. So it'd be interesting. You know, there's obviously different reports now of what the Eagles are supposedly being offered. I know there's the report that Jaws came out with like a couple of twos. So you know, if, if the Panthers maybe want to throw a second rounder in there for Wentz, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know how interested they are but you know it's uh it probably wouldn't surprise me if they at least sniff around there with the price starting to or seemingly starting to come down a bit i'd imagine eighth overall pick is probably off the table yeah i yeah. think carolina fans would riot if <laughs> yeah. the, the, the panthers flip the eighth pick for carson wentz so if they're gonna flip a pick from i would say uh their second round pick which i think is like number 40 somewhere around there mm-hmm. uh is probably about as high as they go Bill, how would the contract maybe impact a Wentz trade to Carolina? And also, how does that, you know, how does Teddy Bridgewater play into this? Because he is still on that three-year deal. Would they want mm-hmm. to send Teddy back in any trade they make for, whether it's for Wentz or for Sam Darnold? There was that report that maybe Teddy was involved in the trade between uh, Detroit and Carolina if there was a Stafford trade. Does Bridgewater play into this? And also, you know, with Bridgewater and Wentz's contract, do those things kind of coincide? Yeah, I, I think ideally they would try to, ship out Bridgewater that that would be their best way to get rid of Bridgewater if they can because if they cut him you know that's going to accelerate a lot of dead money I, I think it'd be somewhere around 20 million in, in dead money mm-hmm. uh, off the top of my head so trading him now would be the best bet um, we know Wentz's contract is actually pretty favorable in terms of a team acquiring him because sure. the Eagles have already of course uh, paid out a lot of his guarantees so it uh I think he would work out to be maybe around an average quarterback. So they're probably paying him about the same as Bridgewater and Caroline really can get out of that Bridgewater, uh, the Bridgewater deal after this season. So, you know, it's really all about, you know, no pun intended, finding that bridge quarterback Mm -hmm. um, between Teddy Bridgewater and whoever it ultimately may be. So, you know, it'd be a bit of a factor. They have a little bit of cap space and I, you know, there's definitely some veterans that, um, I think are eventually going to be cap casualties for the Panthers. I've mentioned like K1 short could be cut. Um, and they, you know, have a lot of other free agents that they have to make decisions on. So a lot of, a lot of interesting moves they're going to make, but you know, they, uh, they have that aggressive approach that it feels like whatever they want to do, whatever Tepper wants, whatever rule wants and fitter, mm-hmm. they're going to figure out a way to do it. So I'm really going to be fascinated to, to follow this team this offseason. Yeah, so I asked you a lot about what you think the team will do. What's your personal opinion on, you know, Carson Wentz acquiring him or, you know, based on what you think of him currently as a player, but also based on, like, the Panthers' timeline, would you want to try and speed up the rebuild with, you know, getting a veteran, if it was Matt Stafford or Carson Wentz or Sam Darnold, or do you think this roster is still, you know, it's young on both sides of the ball. Maybe they're still a few years away and they should take a rookie. Like, where is your personal opinion on what they should do with the position? I'm probably more in favor of them at this this point leaning toward the draft i think mm-hmm. uh you know if they can get a guy like uh, a fields or a zach wilson i think that still puts right. them in in pretty good shape because like you said this is still a young team they're still developing quite a bit i think they are still a couple years away but i think 2022 certainly is a year where 
you know, you can start to see some of the pieces come together. So I, I've always thought getting a rookie quarterback in potentially this year's draft is definitely not the worst thing in the world because then you can play Bridgewater in 2021 for X amount of weeks. And then when you feel the rookie quarterback is ready, get him out there. Or even if you, you know, let him wait till 2022, you know, you have that full off season. Um, I, I think that's kind of where the timeline is. So probably around 22, 23 is when you're really going to start to see, mm-hmm. hopefully for Panthers fans, this team start to become a contender again, especially with, you know, the changing landscape we'll see in that division because Drew Brees obviously won't be there. And who mm-hmm. knows what the future of the Saints quarterback position is. Brady obviously won't be there. And who knows about Matt Ryan? So, you know, it, it could be there for the Panthers in the coming years. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, obviously going to take some time. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. You know, from Carson Wentz's perspective, Bill, I don't know. I mean, this is a place I'd want to be if I was Wentz. I mean, you could have all the weapons you've never had in Philly. Like, that's three receivers. Mm -hmm. Again, this is assuming, well, it's hard to assume, but maybe if Curtis Samuel is back, that's three receivers that surpassed 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year. Wentz never had that kind of speed, that separation, that explosiveness at receiver. With the Eagles, it's a young, talented defense with Brian Burns and, you know, guys like Jeremy Chin. It's a strong offensive coaching staff with Matt Rule and Joe Brady. I think, I mean, again, whether you think they should trade for Wentz, whether you think they are actually interested, I do think the the fit for Wentz himself is there, that if you want to fix Carson Wentz, I think Carolina would be a great environment for him to bounce back from what, again, was an abysmal 2020. No, absolutely. I think, you know, the staff that's there now, you know, with Matt Rule, the way he's been rebuilding programs, and, you know, obviously we, we know what Joe Brady did with, with Joe Burrow at LSU. So, you know, who's to say he can't do the same thing with Carson Wentz? And like you said, he he has the weapons. The big question right now with the Panthers is what's the offensive line going to look like? Because they've got four starters from last year that are about to go into free agency and one's also going into a a contract year and I think could also be a a, a potential cap casualty next this year in Matt Paradis. You know, Taylor Moten, I, I think is going to get the franchise tag though. So you still got three other positions you got to figure out. But if you can get that offensive line squared away, and you know, hopefully you have Christian McCaffrey for more than three games in next season. Right. I think that's that's big also. But um, yeah, this is this this is an interesting situation. I think if if it comes to it comes to fruition. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it would be fun. I, I think I, I think Panthers fans, you know, initially I'm sure they would uh, be a little, I guess, irritated or whatever, but just because, you know, it's Carson Wentz. We saw what he right. did, but, you know, can't get much worse than what we saw in the last four weeks of the season with Teddy Bridgewater. Absolutely. Bill Rossetti joining me of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. You can subscribe on any podcast platform, also from SI Panthers. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. Bill, thanks for coming on the show today. Great talk. No matter what, whether they get Carson Wentz or Sam Darnold or, you know, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, I think this Panthers team has a really bright future, and we'll talk again in 2021. Absolutely, Lou. Appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. This episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV like my favorite, The Bachelor, baby. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, again, for 50% off 
on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, everybody, welcome back into segment three of this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase here continuing to get into some potential dark horse candidates for Carson Wentz's services. Obviously, we know the Eagles are going to deal him. It's only a matter of when now, not if. The Denver Broncos are a team that I think would be a great fit. So obviously, look, the Chicago Bears are a favorite to land Carson, as well as the Indianapolis Colts. We sat down with Bill Rossetti of Lockdown Panthers in segment two to discuss maybe Carolina being a fit. Now we talk about Carson Wentz potentially in Denver with Lockdown Broncos host Cody Rourke. You can follow him on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Cody, what's up, brother? Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, my man. Happy Friday. Always a blast to jump on here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Love what you and Gino got going on here, Lockdown Eagles, man. So I'm very happy to join you today. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We were talking before the show. Uh, we haven't had the pleasure of talking because the last time the Eagles and Broncos played, it was 2017. The Eagles won the Super Bowl that year. The Eagles were in the middle of a nine-game win streak. Carson Wentz had – that might be the game, Cody, where Wentz became the MVP favorite, where he dismantled a yep. elite defense in Denver. It's uh, It was crazy, man, how things can change, and for the Eagles, maybe not for the better right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, so much has changed for these teams since then, and you know, it's just crazy to see where the franchises are at. I mean, the Eagles are in their own place trying to figure out you know, what they're going to do with Wentz, and Denver is trying to figure out who their dang quarterback mm-hmm. is going to be for the future. So these are the ties that bind us together. Absolutely, Cody. And look, you just mentioned the quarterback position in Denver. It's up in the air. John Elway has really struggled to find that quarterback to replace Peyton Manning when he retired, you know, five years ago. What is the current standing of the position? You know, what are, you know, you obviously drafted Drew Locke in the second round a couple years ago. What is the organization's thoughts on Locke right now and the quarterback position? Are they in on maybe acquiring a veteran or drafting a guy in the first round? What is the standing at the most important position in Denver? Well, you know, I'd say right now the situation is fluid. I mean, it's an ongoing evaluation. John Elway is actually transitioning out. Now, he's the president of football operations, right. but you know what? George Payton is running the show right now for Denver, and he's been uh, very hands-on since he came in. You know, he mentioned with Drew Locke that, you know, he, he likes the, he likes what he has. He likes some of his physical traits. He wants to see that development there. But I don't know if George Payton is going to wait around and hope that Drew Locke can put it together in his third year. So the talk right now around Denver is that Denver will more than likely, unless there's a really legitimate trade candidate that they can partner with to to maybe bring in a quarterback, the plan right now is to bring in a veteran option through free agency for uh, somebody to compete with Drew at training camp, and it will give the Broncos you know, a chance to say, look, if Drew cannot beat this veteran guy out in camp, well, then more than likely he's not the guy. And then going into the 2022, then they can have a more definitive plan as to potentially getting a long-term replacement for him. Um, that's the plan right now. But then again, I mean, trade options are very intriguing. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, even though he's not available right now, is being talked about. Uh, you know, there was a report today that uh, he'd be interested in going to Denver. You know, Russell Wilson, will the Seahawks make him available for trade? I can't imagine that yeah. they would. But if they did, Denver would be one of those teams that would definitely have interest in him as well. And and I had an interview, actually, that's going to be on Monday's episode of Lockdown Broncos, where I actually talked with Ian Rappaport. And mm-hmm. he brought up uh, Philadelphia, Denver, and Carson Wentz. He says, on his end, he, he has no idea. I mean, he hasn't heard anything on on his end of things where Denver and Wentz would be, you know, an interesting pair. He yeah. says from his sense of things that he's gathered is that Denver is not in on any of the trade talks with Wentz at this point in time. But, you know, you know as well as I do, my man, that uh, anything could change at any point. Depends on the package altogether. And there have been reports that Philadelphia sort of got a little – uh, bold with what they're asking sure. for for Carson Wentz in comparison to the Matthew Stafford trade there. So I, I think a lot of it plays into that. 
Yeah, it's awesome that you talk with Ian about that, and it's interesting. Maybe there isn't interest right now, but I kind of made the comparison. I went way back to 2011 when the Eagles signed Namdi Asamoah, how at the time when he was leaving Oakland, the two teams that were talked about were the Jets and the Cowboys. One of those teams was going to get Namdi. Right now with Wentz, it's either Chicago or Indy. But then Philly came from the top ropes out of nowhere. They were the mystery team that landed Namdi. Maybe Denver is that team down the road. It just, again, you know, Ian, like uh, Rappaport said, Cody, maybe there is an interest right now, but... I just think the fit works. I mean, you talk about, I know Elway isn't really running the show anymore, but Wentz just seems like a Denver kind of quarterback. They like the big gunslinging mobile quarterback. They tried it with Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke as well. I just feel like Wentz would be a good fit with what the Broncos maybe wanted at quarterback. Who knows if that's what they still want, but he just, I don't know. The fit seems like it works. Well, and I think too, he has receiving talent around him in Denver. I think, you know, Denver's young offensively, but I mean, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, I feel like potentially, I mean, not to discount anything, I mean, back when Alshon Jeffrey was healthy and producing and Deshaun Jackson were, were producing as well, he had pretty damn good receivers. Now, obviously, a lot's changed since then. You know, those guys have been injured and inconsistent. I think he'd be coming into a better situation right now in Denver than oh, yeah. he did last year in Philadelphia. He's got a better offensive line right now in Denver, if that were the case. A lot of young talent there, um, some solidarity, and they're all young. And so I think that would be a benefit for a guy like Carson Wentz to maybe you know, find a revitalization of his career. Oh yeah, Cody, I'd be really jealous if Wentz got to go to Denver, throw to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Font, because yeah, I mean, I think Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar in 2017 were really good. He's had great tight ends in Philly with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, but he's never had a skill position group like that, that deep, that explosive, that young. And so I'd be jealous of Wentz with the Broncos. And again, we talked about maybe what Denver's actual interest is in Carson. What are your personal thoughts about what the Broncos should do at quarterback? Are you team Drew Locke? Would you be interested in Wentz? Or are you maybe somebody that would rather draft a guy like Trey Lance or move up for Justin Fields, Zach Wilson? Put your GM cap on right now. And what would be the move that Cody Rourke makes for the Broncos at quarterback? Well, you know, if I have my GM hat on, and I think all those options are intriguing in terms of, you know, guys like Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. But the reality is, I feel like I would have to give up way too much in order to get that one player. So for me, I would more than likely look at maybe trading my first round pick to move up. Zach Wilson is an intriguing prospect that I've got my yes, eyes is. on. I think just his cerebral aptitude that he has. He does have a big arm. He's got a little bit of a gunslinger mentality, but he's very smart and decisive, and he made plays. He's one of those guys that could imagine having a lot of success in Denver, so I would do anything I could at this point. If I'm not sold on Drew Locke, which is up in the air, it's questionable, I would definitely go for a guy like Zach, uh, Zach Wilson out of BYU. Cody, last thing for you. If Denver was interested in Wentz, what kind of package could you envision? I mean, I would imagine their first-round pick is off the table, right? Yeah, I think at this point it would be. I mean, it would have to be very enticing for Denver to part ways with that first pick. But, you know, the thing I would imagine, I, I think Denver would be okay with maybe parting ways with a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick and maybe a player, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Deshaun Hamilton to sure. uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think that could be something they could do if, in fact, they were interested. Cody Rourke joining me of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You can follow Cody's great NFL stuff, not just Denver, but the NFL in general, at Cody Rourke NFL. Also, subscribe to Lockdown Broncos on any podcast platform that you listen to your shows. Cody, thanks for coming on the show today, brother. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to tuning in to see what happens with Philadelphia.